22-year absence, the Boston Celtics are NBA champions once again. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Seven seconds. They got Benetarian range. I'll tell you, what Tom Brady just did gives me goosebumps. Wide again for Tierney. Tierney's cross. Lucic, top of the circle, Horton, the drive, score! The Bruins knock out Montreal! Welcome, Boston Sports Extra fans. We have a special group of guests here today with you. And we have Steve Thompson and Chris Blackie of... Boston Diehard Sports and other groups, and I will let them introduce themselves and get to know you guys. You want me to go first? You want to go? Yeah, first? sure. Fire away. Well, I'm Chris Blackie. Most people know me as the Hood, pretty much. Um, I've been doing this thing with Steve for a couple of years. You see a lot of my articles. They get on the links for Pat's Pulpit on our site and. You know, me and Steve have been friends for over 30 years, so we do our podcasts, and we have a good time. We try to uh, give something back for everybody to enjoy, and we just kind of go with the flow. That's about it for me, really. Yeah, Steve Thompson. I started diehard Boston sports fans, like Chris said, a couple years ago. And we're just two normal people, just like every other Boston sports fans out there. We... uh you know, getting all the highs and lows. We overreact about a lot of things. But now we just have a good time doing it. Started the podcast last August. Steve in the Hood present Boston Sports. You can pretty much find it on any podcast platform that's out there. So, you know, just happy to be on. Thanks for having us. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, Thanks definitely. for having coming. And uh, my name's Andy, and I'm a writer over at Boston Sports Extra. And then we'll have Anthony, um, the founder of Boston Sports Extra, kicking around in the background and chiming in every once in a while. Hello, so, everybody. <laughs> all right, then. And then uh, now, I don't, I don't know about you guys, but that was a good first week for me. We've had quite a number of years where they've either won and looked sloppy or they haven't won because they played KC and a number of other things. So for me, that was a great first week. What did, what, what did you guys think? Yeah. I mean, overall, I was happy with the performance of the team, you know, um, from people who know me and who talk to me and read a lot of my articles, I know I'm always thinking about defense a lot. And overall, I was pretty happy with the defensive, you know, team played. Other than a few things, I weren't really thrilled about the uh, Russian part of it. I think they gave up too much rushing yards, whether it be the score or whatever the case may be. And special teams coverage was lacking in that game. Yeah, I agree with Chris. You know, I loved how the defense looked. Bentley looks like the real deal. I know it's only first game of the season, but the guy can cover backs out of the backfield, which has been an issue for them the last few years. Offense kind of struggled a little bit to get going, which is, you know, 
can see why they're missing Edelman and Amendola is no longer here. So it's going to take a little bit for Brady to get chemistry with all the guys here. Dorsett, I thought looked pretty good. That's one of Chris's favorite players on the team probably, but you know, just overall good win. The run defense, you know, Malcolm Brown missed a few tackles. But like you said, it's only one game of the season. They don't really hit or tackle anymore in practice. So, so well, that's I thought it was pretty been, good. Yeah, that that's actually been a little bit of a whispers you hear about Malcolm Brown. Not only have you heard about his um, lack of Patriot commitment, but you've also heard that like some rumblings that he might have been a surprise cut coming out of training camp this year. Um, I didn't really see much of that, but it wouldn't have surprised me to say the, say the least. No, the thing is in that, that position on that team is so critical going back from Will Fork. Um, who's that big boy? Washington played for him. Oh yeah. So that nose tackle position is pretty important overall in that scheme. He's got to figure it out. I mean, he's got the talent, but like you said, I wonder if it's just a situation where he lacks discipline overall. It seems like that's what it is. All right. So uh, I don't know if you guys heard of this one little guy called Jalen Ramsey that plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Seems to keep oh, yeah. his uh, mouth in the news. Yep. <laughs> Did you guys hear the latest one? where he doesn't fear any man and that Gronk is going to have to come out and line up on me so that they, they play us or something like that. <laughs> what, what, what did you think about those things? I'll let you go first, Steve. I got a lot to say about this. Situation. Oh yeah. Yeah. Me and Chris go back and forth on messenger about this guy. <laughs> I know he's a cornerback, so they kind of most of them seem like they're that, but he is an idiot. <laughs> he really I mean, You don't go at Gronk like that. Are you crazy? I mean, how many times in the past have, like, the old Pittsburgh teams and stuff run their mouth and then the Patriots go out that weekend and smack them around the field? I mean, the guy, what's this, his second or third year in the league? He's pretty good. I'll give you that. He's probably a top-five corner in the league. But you just don't poke the bear, so to speak, when it comes to the Patriots. Just And even Bill kind of chimed in. He's like, we'll see how it goes on Sunday. I'm like, whoa. You know, like he never says anything. I'm like, wow, he's really into it. It's, I mean, we not, all know how it is around here in September. It's basically an extension of the preseason for the Pats. You know, it has been that way for but 17, 18 years now, but. I mean, if the Patriots beat Jacksonville, their season's done. You know, and if somehow the Patriots lose, it's like, all right, well, it's September. Who cares? Yeah, they, uh, yeah. It, they, they're going to put Leonard Fournette in there and because it's their Super Bowl, and yeah. he's not going to be 100% ready to go. And if he injures himself, he could be out for another month. Yeah. And they're, But I fully expect them to try to make him go. Because it's their Super Bowl this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's somehow a revenge for losing in the AFC title game, which that makes like zero sense to me. It's a regular season game. It really means nothing. 
Miles Jack was down. I've heard that more times than I've ever heard in my life. I didn't even realize it was still a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah, they're going to supposedly they're going to like fly a banner or something on Sunday. Some fans put together some money so they could fly it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, the Patriots. I mean, you guys know how it is. They're in everyone's heads. I mean, they own real estate. Yeah, I mean, they own real estate in everybody's head. It's hilarious. They rent it out. They rent it out. (laughs) I guess the 15 fans that they really have all put their welfare checks together to get that banner. (laughs) Go ahead, Chris. You look like you got something you want to say. Oh, oh, yeah. See, to me, it's the fullest, the craziest thing that I've heard him say so far isn't about Gronkowski. It's about the fact that he thinks he can play in the NHL in six months. <laughs> <laughs> that, to me, is the craziest thing I've, I have ever heard in close to 40 years of watching sports. Well, actually, a minor league team uh, called him out. An NHL team, they called him out. And they said, well, when you get done with uh, football, you can come on over here and try out for our team. See, it's weird because... Me and Steve have bickered, well, not bickered, but yeah. somewhat loud discussions about Ramsey, I should say. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I it's low-key don't mind it, to be honest with you. I understand that that's the position. They all love to talk. Yeah, Even Ty Law used to talk, I mean, on the field, but he's taking things to the extreme, saying that Gronk has to line up against them. Gronkowski doesn't have to line up against him at all. He's got to go to him, not the other way around. And if if Ramsey's on Gronk, I want Ramsey on Gronkowski the entire game. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because I want to see what happens one way or another. If (laughs) Ramsey can shut him down, good for him. But you're taking your arguably your best cover guy and taking Gronkowski out of the game. That's going to open up your door sets, your Hogan's, and all of them. So you can, if you want to take Gronkowski out of the game by taking out your best defensive cover man, more power to you. I think you're going to see a lot of. I think you're going to hear a lot of talk on the field, and you're going to you're going to end up having another Colts game where Gronk's going to throw him out the club. <laughs> it's certainly possible, but a lot of. And he's much smaller than the other guy that he threw out the club last time. So you might actually see him doing some, like, wrestling tosses out the sideline. What was that, Sergio Brown? Is that who that yeah, was? Sir, yeah, yeah, Sergio Brown. <laughs> I mean, I understand, like I said, the position. I mean, every corner that's labeled elite has always been cocky. In the, I mean, look at Deion Sanders. Who talked more than him? But he backs up his he backs himself up week after week. Exactly. And he had ten years under his belt. Well, no, that I understand too. But going back to what I was saying, a lot of it's just the position. Would you want Ramsey on your team right now, despite him talking? But going by his talent. Any team but the Patriots, I I love it. Like I like I think it's funny. I think it's great for the league. I think it's awesome. But not on the Patriots. Not the way they run their team. Uh, he would be out the door faster than you could imagine. Well, I understand that, but I should have re- refrain refresh my uh, 
call my question, I guess. Going just strictly by talent, never mind the head part. Would you want? Oh to yeah, do? absolutely. I mean, the guy, the guy's probably at least top seven cover corner in the league, at least on a rookie Easy. deal. Easy. Yeah, and he was he was like that from pretty much day one when he came into the league. So, I mean, he's definitely been worth his money. Well, you know what he's gonna he'll, he'll be a Patriot in like seven years. <laughs> After, yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> That's a good point. It'll be another Darrell Revis, you know. We'll get a good year out of him with with Josh McDaniels as a head coach. Yeah, yeah, probably. That's a good point. Did you guys see uh, that uh, Matt Chatham weighed in on this as well? He said he tweeted out yesterday after he heard, um, heard about that comment. He goes, I feel like Gronk will probably break the huddle and line up where the play tells him to. Pretty positive that's how it works. I was like, that's perfect. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, Matt's good. I like him. Yeah, he yeah, was on you, yeah, he was gonna say you guys had him on your podcast uh yeah, this week. Earlier in the week, yeah. How'd cool. that go? Oh, it was awesome. The guy is phenomenal when it comes down to breaking down plays and giving you right. real football experience and stories. It was awesome. It's Patriots <laughs> porn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Much. So I guess we can move on to the matchups. You guys I'm sure you have some things to say. You already started on uh, some improvements that they could do with the uh, from the Texans game. So I guess what is the biggest matchup that you think is going to decide the game on offense when the Patriots have the ball? So go, uh, Chris. I think you have to win third downs. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. So that's what I'm going to be keying in on. You know, Jacksonville's defense is going to make the plays. They're a legitimate defense. They're very quick. they got good corners. And uh, Ramsey, what's his name? Bou- Bouye? I, can never, I never can pronounce his last name. He's yeah, I think good. it's Bouye. Yeah. yeah, that's the way I read it. <laughs> uh, Campbell, he's good. So uh, they're going to have to find soft spots in that defense and expose it. Look for Dorsett. Hogan's got to show up this time because he was invisible week one. He's got to have a good game. Look for a lot of work from your James Whites. That type of, you know, your running back's going to be very critical in this game too. And the Gronkowski-Ramsey situation too. That's going to play out too. I hope so. At some point, they are going to line up. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, Steve, you got anything on that? Yeah, to me, I mean, they're Pats on offense. They have to win first and second down. They can't get into, like, third and eight, third and nine, third and ten. You know, because Jacksonville is the one of the best, you know, third down, you know, rushing, pass rushing type defenses in the league. You don't want those guys pinning their ears back, coming at Brady all day. I mean, he'll get killed. Just win first and second down. You know, maybe some passes out of the backfield to White. Burkhead, if he plays, I know he's still kind of up in the air if he's playing or not. But just kind of mix it up. Like, Josh, some of his play calling drives me nuts. It's almost like sometimes he gets bored with himself if they're doing too well. So he just throws in a stupid gadget play and they lose five or ten yards. 
the end of round on third and 14. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like everyone has to play well. He has to call a good game, obviously. You know, Brady can't make any mistakes. Not like he really does that much anyways, but first and second down really for me is where it's going to come out. They can't get third and long. Like I said, be a long day. Yeah, for me, it's it's going to probably be McCray. He was a beast against Eric Flowers, and I know it's Eric Flowers, but he absolutely owned him all game long. So if he rides up, lines up on the right side of the offensive line, that's going to be Mark uh, Cannon. And mm-hmm. uh, Waddle, if they rotate him in again like they did last game. So that's going to be probably, to me, the hugest matchup that I yeah. can see on there on the offensive line because – if they if they keep blowing up plays, then we're not going to get anything going on first, yeah. second, or third. So right. that's my biggest point that I'm looking for when the game starts. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, nine out of ten times, football is determined in the trenches. Anyways, a fact that a lot of people overlook for some reason. But that's a good call. I like that. Yeah, it's not sexy. <laughs> No, definitely not. Yeah, you don't get any <laughs> fantasy points for that. <laughs> right. And, and touching a little bit on, uh, you know, the situation in McDaniels, I probably get like five or six messages from Steve in the course of the game. <laughs> <laughs> what is McDaniels doing? What the hell is wrong with him? Yeah. It's like, how am I going to answer this? This is coming like a weekly. And it's funny because the play will happen. I'm like. Ten seconds. I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna get a message. What is going on out here? Pain. Well, I'm like that too. I'm like that too. Maybe I should start messaging yeah. you. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Steve, it's... I look at my messenger, Steve Thompson. What the hell is McDaniel's doing again? Like, yeah. And it's, usually, it. and it's usually like right in the middle of the third quarter too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know they get the first or second drive. They don't do anything, and then he tries to get all fancy, and it's like, oh my god, I don't have any hair as it is, but I'm going to pull the stubs out of it if you keep the shit up. <laughs> I should go live when it happens and be like, well, McDaniel's is getting a little bit crazy again. Wait for it. The message is coming from Steve. <laughs> oh, here it is, guys. What it is is he's got in the back of his playbook. He's got this one called Cute Plays. And then right. he opens that up every now and then when he gets bored and he tries to pr- run in one of those plays and they yeah. blow up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I know this is your guys' show. Let me ask you guys a question. What do you think about uh, Patterson, how he did last week and going forward? Oh, I absolutely loved it. I thought that they used him about as much as you're going to want to use him. I think mm-hmm. he played, what, maybe 20 snaps on offense in addition to his uh, – uh, special teams role, I think that's perfect. I mean, I, when we got him, I envisioned the uh, first thing I said is we finally got Ted Ginn because he <laughs> has ta- his career arc has taken exactly like Ted Ginn's has, where he was a highly touted wide receiver, failed at that, held on to his special teams ability, and then has slowly learned how to be a part of the offense. And so when Cordell Patterson came over, it seems like that he was ready to take that next step because, you know, Oakland can't figure out how to use anybody. So it wasn't his fault. And then 
they started doing some uh, really neat, easy things to do. I mean, the end around the, the one wasn't very good, but he had another one where I think he picked up a few yards. And then the smoke routes when the cornerbacks were respecting his speeds. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Schofield b- brought those up, and I was just like, that that's perfect way to utilize his <laughs> speed, utilize the fear yeah. of his speed. So it, for me, it was a. It, I think it's good, and I think going forward they'll have a little bit more to add to them. But I don't think you want to add too much. I think Brady's just got to get a little bit more comfortable with them. Mm-hmm. So once he does, you might see him. You might see him a little bit more in the offense. But yeah, it wasn't a knock on him that he really couldn't run the route tree. Yeah, that's why people kind of gave up on him. Uh, yeah, but you got to teach them the route tree. I mean, right. they, oh, these yeah. guys come they out of college. Run. Yeah, you, these guys come out of college, and they're not fully finished products. I mean, and you go, hey, go back and run the ball but, uh, out of the, out of the end zone. It's like, okay, well, can you teach me some of the other stuff? Oh, we don't have time for that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> when Dynamo Center, I'm not really there long enough to learn everything properly. <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. the, the product's a lot worse in the NBA overall than the than the NFL coming out of college. That's for sure, but that's a different topic altogether. <laughs> All right, then. So I guess uh, defense. What are your matchups that you're looking for when the Pats are on defense? I think it's all going to come down to making Bortles beat you with his arm. I mean, offensively, does anything from Jacksonville really scare you? I mean, it doesn't me. No, I think uh, probably the person I'm most worried about is hopefully going to be on the sidelines uh, right. with Fournette. I mean, he's the he's the engine that makes that offense go. But other than that, I mean, they lost two of their top wide receivers in the last two years when Allen went left in free agency, and then they lost Marquise Lee in preseason. So there's not really a whole lot on. Uh, for wide receivers that's finished products and they lost uh, Mercedes Lewis too, right? Yeah. Tight end. So, I mean, there, it, it seems like it's a little bare at skill positions. What I, what I want to see the Pages defense do is set that edge and come with some pressure this week, make Bortles uncomfortable in that pocket. Now, do you think and they'll then, do that by blitzing or do you think it'll be just by the four man rush that they were running with? I think they're going to do a little bit more blitzing than what's expected this week. The pro- the problem trying to figure out the Patriots is they're just a chameleon team. They change from week to week, so trying to get a good read on them is next to impossible. It's a pain when you're trying to figure out, they're like, okay, this is what they're going to do, and then they do something completely opposite of what you're thinking. It's like, why am I sitting there trying to figure out this team when I've been watching forever in a day and I still can't? Yeah, you almost have to study their opponent more than the Patriots to figure out exactly. what they're going to do. <laughs> See, I, I like uh, Van Noy's play. He had a he had a very solid game against Houston, I thought, and I think he takes a lot of crap in this town that's not necessary. I yes, like Van Noy. Like, he's he's a he's a smart player. Did y'all getting off subject real quick? Did y'all hear that about? Uh... What Michael Fel- Felger said about him? Yeah, I mean, it really pissed me off. I mean, I don't want to go on a tirade on your guys' show, but uh, you feel free. 
That's we're, no, we're known for tirades on our own show, so that's dangerous, Thompson. <laughs> it pissed me off that you know he sat there and just bashed uh, Van Noy. Why? What's the point to get people to listen to you? People are already listening to you. You've already got your established crowd. Vinoy does so much charity work outside of football with, you know, less unfortunate kids. He grew up in a foster home. To uh, basically attack him was just a bunch of bullshit, in my opinion. Unnecessary, and it just made me sick hearing it. Well, that's, you know, that's a typical, I, I can go on for like, you know, an hour on the Boston media, just right. what complete crap they are. Hmm. But, uh, you know, again, like you said, if, if it comes down to all the charity work, like I know we've covered Van Noy's uh, celebrity waiter um, fundraiser that he had last year. Uh, I'm sure we'll do it again this year. And, you know, when you attack people like that, you know, if it's for ratings or whatever it may be, or just because you're a complete damn douchebag, you know, there's just no, there's just no need for it. Right. You know, you know, what if these, uh, I think that my personal opinion is some of these guys that go to uh, press conferences and everything, if, if they ask like some of the stupidest questions or try to piss off a player, I don't think they should be allowed back. I mean, I get it that you have a job to do, but at what expense? You know? Exactly. And touch no, I don't want to cut you off, but I just want to put in a point before I forget. If you're going to sit there and bash a player and you have access to get down to where they are, have the balls and show up and talk to them or say something with the person right there rather than going over the airwaves so all these people can listen to you and then like a a radio tough guy rather than not going to the stadium. Grow a set of balls and go down and talk to him, man to man. That's then a good we'll point see, because then, he's then not we'll one. See what your opinion is. That's a good point because he's one that doesn't go down to go to the stadiums and everything. Right. He's too busy out in Nantucket or wherever the hell he lives. <laughs> yeah, it just irritated me when that whole situation. I mean, felt. I get it. You know, they're trying to get an audience. They already got an audience, but there's a cutoff line, and he went over that line for sure. And there's always the people who back him no matter what, the fans. It's kind of similar to, like, Howard Stern fans back in the day where, you know, his fans were so cynical that no matter what he did, he did no wrong. He did no wrong. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of Fel- Felgarites, that's what I call them, up here who believe that, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't understand it. All right, Andy, get us back on track. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, did you have any thoughts on the defense? Yeah, I mean, you know, Patriots, they got to make Jacksonville one-dimensional. You know, what does Jacksonville like to do? They like to run. So they got to stop Fournette if he plays, which I hope he does because the Pats usually do good against running backs with his style. You know, the more shiftier ones, they kind of seem to struggle with a little bit more. But guys like Fournette, they usually seem to shut down pretty good. So I hope he plays. I don't want any excuses. 
from Jacksonville. Like, oh, he didn't play or whatever. You know, I hope he plays. They're going to make him one-dimensional. One I hope they do rush the passer a little bit more. Like Chris was saying, get Bortles uncomfortable. It's usually when he makes dumb decisions is when you make him uncomfortable. Keep him in the pocket, similar to Watson last week. You know, you got to do that horseshoe type thing around him so he can't get out of the pocket. You yeah, know, that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty impressive how they did that. I know yeah. Watson was still injured, but that was still pretty good. I think he got outside once or twice. <clears throat> but yeah, make him one dimensional. He'll be in good shape. Yeah, that actually rolls into my thing about uh, the matchup that I'm going to be watching for is uh, Yeldon coming out of the backfield because if Fournette is injured, limited, or out, Yeldon's going to be the guy that gets most of the ball carry. And he's similar to a Tevin Coleman, or um, he's got good um, skills through the air. So yeah. he's going to be the one that if we can shut him down and limit him, then that'll be a good thing for us moving forward as a defense. Yeah. So that's what I'm really excited about that Definitely. matchup. I would put Bentley on him personally, if he's in the field, but I think Bentley can shut him down. That'd be my matchup. Yeah. I, like I, he did good. Um, but what the, Biggest question I have is that Watson didn't challenge him. For some reason, he was looking his way and wanted to go out, like he motioned out a matchup that he wanted to get with Bentley, and he didn't challenge him that much. Uh, so I think the jury's still out as to whether he's going to be a good coverage guy. But he's got all the he's got all the ability and makeup to do it. I just wonder how it's going to go week after week with seeing all these offenses. So I'm not completely sold on him as the guy out there. But it like until he until he fails at it, give it to him. So, well, I mean, this two ways looking at too is also he he from the plays I watch, he had his person he was covering pretty much covered. So that's the other way to look at it too. It, being a rookie, you would think a quarterback is going to challenge you at some point, unless yeah. unless he's blanketed. To me, Bentley reminds me a lot of Gerard Mayo. That's what I've seen and look at him. Yeah, that 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 was pretty much my comp for him too, as well. That's going to be a good game. I mean, low score, and I got all giddy on my stupid. <laughs> Uh, not stupid, but the article I did the other day. I don't know if people I guess, had a chance to read. I'm sure a few people did, but this is a defensive dreams matchup right here. You got, so, you got so that must be that. Defense. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a shootout, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. the way it always goes. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Pretty much, if I tell you what's going to happen, pick the opposite. Although I got to pat my back a, a little bit, I was off by a point. Yes, last week I said twenty-eight twenty. Oh, that's not bad. 20. I was only off by a point. But, you were off by a Gustowski missed the extra point. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's the way of popping up at the wrong time, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It'll be a fun game. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It'll at least be a nice little measuring stick for him. 
My biggest complaint about the game is the is the start time. I hate those late afternoon games. Oh, I need them. I need them to be on TV. Western well, New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're on Buffalo country, huh? Bill's country? Yes, I'm right yeah. on the outskirts of Bill's country. I'm oh. in my uh, Bill's proof bunker right now. Oh, you poor soul. <laughs> oh. It's horrible. I can't even go out, outside that week when they wow. play him. Oh, my God. <laughs> Come on, hang the flag outside your house. Yeah. <laughs> That's rough. But, uh, oh, I don't know if you guys heard it. They're going to ban the uh, table smashing for the uh, tailgating here. They're not going to let them do that. Yeah, that'll go over well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was the big news today. Not how Josh Allen was uh, starting as a rookie, but. That's all you That's all you look for for Bill's games anyways. <laughs> right. What happened yeah. in the parking lot. Either they're smashing somebody through a table or they're banging each other in a parking lot, you yeah. know, just pulling it down and doing it. I mean, what the hell? You got no reason to go to a game besides that. Right. <laughs> I mean, you got a quarterback that's completely – a rookie quarterback that's completely – shouldn't even play college football. Shouldn't yeah. even play high school football. All right, then, I guess. <laughs> that's good for the matchup. So – we want to get into some of the news that happened since uh, beginning of the week and the weekend. So what sure. we, yeah, it looks like uh, because of the injury report, we have uh, Burkhead and Michelle. They were limited, questionable to play, but I saw a report saying that they are expecting to play both of them. So uh -huh. um, that would be very helpful. And what are your thoughts on maybe finally getting to see Sony Michelle first round pick? I want to see what he what he can do. I mean, right now he's a huge question mark. Nobody knows. All we've seen is college tape on him. So I want to see how he fits into this offense. Exactly what McDaniel's and Belichick's role is going to be for him. So he's a huge question mark for me. Burkhead, you pretty much know what you're going to get with him. Just got to hope he stays healthy because he's made of glass. I mean, <laughs> he, he, he's hurt at, like, clipping his toenails. He's down for a week. <laughs> so, You'll hang him. He got the concussion bending over, clipping his nails, okay? Right. <laughs> it, was, it was too close to the, to the locker when he did it, and he hit his head on the locker. <laughs> right. Well, it's funny because – well, it's not funny, but the hit that he took wasn't even called. He took one right, right on the head, and obviously. Nothing was called about it. So yeah, he did. went on the radar, but if that was a Patriot player, he oh, needed hell. to be suspended for this <laughs> week, and they would have lost two draft picks for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they, he, he didn't even pop up on it until the middle of this week when they did right. practice on, what, was it Tuesday? They did their first practice, and then all of a sudden he had concussion symptoms. Yeah. So, well, maybe was... Anthony, maybe Anthony Scoop was right. He actually did get a concussion in the locker room from hitting his head <laughs> uh, against a locker doing those toenails. Right. Uh, he, he was actually sitting in the nice chair in, in their conference room, and he bent over to, to clip his nails while they were going over the film. And then he oh, what happened to him? Why, 
Why why is he laying like that? <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> You're already here first on BSE. <laughs> there we go. We're good for something. All right, then. Now, on the Jacksonville side, they had one person on the injury report. It was Fournette did not participate all week because of the hamstring injury that he suffered last week. They say that he may go or he may not go. What are your thoughts on that? We already touched a little bit on it. I think if the, well, I'll let you go, Steve. I've rambled enough. Go ahead. I actually, I don't think he's going to play. I think yeah. they're actually going to do the smart move and sit him out. I their Super Bowl. They've been hyping this up all week. Yeah, he's he's going to be fine. He's going to drag himself out there, and then you know, first couple of cuts he makes, it's going to fall off. Yeah. Well, I hope he plays. <laughs> but I don't know. You guys remember when Patrick passed? tore his hamstring. Oh, yeah. It, he was just running around trying to hit the edge. It just all of a sudden dropped everything. Oh, forgot, yeah. forgot he was playing football. It yeah, was incredible. Dropped the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen somebody get hurt that much. No, it's like he gets shot. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. that I'm wishing that on Fournette, but. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, like I said, the smart move would be to sit him, but. They've probably never been accused of being smart. <laughs> In Jacksonville. <laughs> All this anti-Jacksonville uh, talk. Uh, old Murph's going to be in his glory when he listens to this. <laughs> yeah, I know. I heard him going on about that on your guys' oh. podcast. <laughs> yeah. His article yeah. was pretty, pretty scathing today, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. And we got uh, Deron Harmon. He got fined $25,000 plus around that neighborhood for a hit on, was it Deshaun Watson during the game or was it on someone else? Uh, it was on Hopkins at the end. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead, Steve. How do you feel about that? I don't think he's making the, too much money to be able to afford that, but they did it to him. I mean, it's football. Like You got to let the safety hit. I mean, you can't just let the receiver go up and catch the ball and then hit him. You know, it's – I don't know. They're just taking too much of the physicality out of the game, I think. I mean, they threw the flag on him, which yeah, – I wish they could kind of go back and review those type of hits because it was a bang-bang play. I think uh, his, his – Gilmore hit the guy first, I believe, and then Harmon hit him, but he was already in the air going for the hits. Which, it's not like you can change what you're doing in midair. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's too much. 25 I mean, grand or whatever it was. It's. I mean, it's like, how do you expect these guys to change something that they've been doing their entire entire life? Right. From a six-year-old in peewee to making it to the NFL. How You're not teaching, even to this day, you're not teaching the peewees now how to tackle like this, th their new correct way, as they're coming up through the, you know, coming up through the system. How you expect a 25-year-old a, a guy that's been doing it a certain way his entire career to come out and you can't, you have to take your head out. 
you can't you can't run into a quarterback at full speed anymore. Right. Uh, you or you have to throw your body weight off the quarterback after you drill them into the ground. You have to somehow roll yourself off of him before you both hit the ground. I mean, uh, how how do you do this? Well, they need I mean, to get a uh, referee to walk around with a feather pillow and place it lightly underneath the quarterback's head <laughs> as he's getting hit. So that that way he doesn't get hurt. Is I mean, that right? I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I wish they had this when I was when I was playing. I mean, maybe it would have saved me a couple of concussions. Yeah. Or or my kid or my my ex stepson when he played, maybe it would have saved him a couple of concussions of you know seeing him on the sideline. I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, how can you change the game of football? When you got guys that are bigger than they've ever been, faster than they've ever been, and you want them just to stop in the mid-play. Yeah. Yeah, did you see the Baltimore-Cincy game the other night? Somebody on Baltimore pushed Andy Dalton down, and he got a penalty for it. Oh, jeez. I missed that one. <laughs> yeah. Because he took a step and a half and pushed him, and he fell. I'm like, Wow. Even the announcers were like, this is ridiculous, you know. That I mean, was, was crazy. I, I mean, I get it. I guess the whole concussion thing has started, you know, started this, that you have to be a little bit safer, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. These guys make damn good money. You sign up. As parents, we, you know, we signed up. We let our kids go play sports knowing that, you know, little Bobby's going to come home with a, a banged up, a broken arm, uh, a concussion, or, you know, something. Yeah. We let them do that. So uh, how in the hell are you going to stop these these mammoths of football players not do what they've been trained to do their entire life? Good yeah. point. I don't, know, I don't know how you can – you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It doesn't work that way. What they should do is just make them sign an injury waiver. Yeah, well, play, play in, the in the world that we live in, I'm so happy that, 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 you know, there'd be ways around that, too. Yeah. Hey, I mean, they're, they're just slippery slope doing that. Yeah, they're. I mean, we all know why they're doing it because all the concussions, that big lawsuit. Yeah, they're trying to probably keep from getting sued again by changing the rules a little bit. But yeah, it'll work for the future of the game, hopefully. hopefully. And now, and now, my favorite news: Hollister officially came off the injury report. He has been one of my favorite players to watch for the second his second year. I'm excited for him. What do you guys think his impact could be tomorrow, uh, Sunday? He's got a chance to do some damage. I mean, he's another one who's got a lot of potential, but he's going to stay on the field. That's another thing that we haven't seen is what he – you see glimpses of what he can do. Now he's got to go out there and do it consistently. I've been going on this tirade about Dwayne Allen getting a touchdown for like 12 (laughs) weeks, and it still hasn't happened. 
And with Hollis coming in the fold, it don't He's look like pylon. it's ever going to happen. He's a pylon. <laughs> I mean, half of it's just to get Steve worked up, but I mean, yeah, he's a good run blocker. Oh, he's a fantastic <laughs> run blocker. He is actually Dwayne yeah. Allen actually is a really good run blocker. Just doesn't get touchdowns. Yeah, he's well, not Hollister, good. He has potential to be a very good tight end in this league if he can stay healthy. Yeah, I think so. I don't some, think Allen. Go ahead. He's got a little bit of Gronk in him, Hollister. So that if you're going to come closer, and well, obviously he's not Gronkowski. I mean, let's just get that out of the way first. <laughs> Wait, you called you called Hollister Gronkowski? What? What was that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's maybe, how I'm promoting this episode. Maybe Chris. Maybe Chris Gronkowski. <laughs> but I like uh, Hollister. I'm like you. I mean, I'm not like. I'm excited for him. I'm not like giddy, I guess, because he's going to take a touchdown away from Dwayne Allen. No, I'm just, I'm just messing around. <laughs> <He's> but, gonna... <laughs> you can't take a touchdown away from a pylon. You know. <laughs> I don't think Allen's leaving the uh, offensive line. I think he's blocking all game long this game. So I don't just think that touchdown's going to happen. Behind, just put the football <laughs> in the back of his jersey and push him forward. I don't care how it happens. <laughs> Just make it happen so I can shut up about it. And the devil and hold both hold the ball together and run across the end zone. Right. <laughs> Just drag them. Good old devil. Yeah, I was excited about his game last week. Old neck roll himself. You know, Steve Grogan smiling looking at that thing. <laughs> but yeah, I like Hollister. I think he's got a lot of potential in this league. Yeah, me too. Stay healthy. Yeah, he reportedly he had a good summer, good training camp. So yeah, they need it. Yeah, he was working out with Kevin Boss all summer out in, uh, on the West Coast, working oh, on his nice. walking. Yeah, so that's only a positive. Yeah, definitely. All right. Any other any other news or thoughts or anything else that you guys have for the game? Want to do a rant? We're good for those. Oh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Knock you yourselves wanna, out, guys. You, you want to go <laughs> say something, Steve? No, nah, you usually do like score predictions or no? We play a game called Guess the Inactives. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, I'll guess, I'll guess we get the crazy over here. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Burkhead and Fournette are going to be inactive. The hell with it. I've been going with Dwayne mm-hmm. Allen for a touchdown. I got nothing to lose. Burkhead. Burkhead and Fournette, I think, will be inactive. I'll say Cannon's not going to play. Ooh. Well, that's out in right field. Bionic Tall, right? Yeah. Oh, he's been limited all week. Pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's always one surprise that doesn't really even seem to show up all week and then Especially on the road, mm-hmm. there's always this one out of right field or whatever that just doesn't play for some injury that you didn't even know about. Are you trying to say? Are you trying to say we have a David Price on the Patriots? Oh my! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, been actually, 
That's another forty-five minutes show right there. <laughs> yeah, but I think uh, Gronkowski though, because you'll be hearing all oh, Rams will be saying he was afraid afraid to face him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I just I just look forward to his ass getting tossed out the club. <laughs> it's going to be a good game, though. Like, like I think we all can agree it's going to be a good game. Yeah. yeah. So let's get let's get the inactives because that kind of like blew. Let's uh, let's do some score predictions and then All right. Andy can close it out. All right, go ahead, Steve. I'm gonna say twenty-four to ten, Patriots. Oh shit! Ten. Yeah. What the hell happened to you? Just early in the day, you were telling me it's gonna be like twenty-one to seventeen. I changed these, a little what bit. These, what these two talk you into a different score? The, yeah. the, the injury report came out. Right. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game for three quarters, and then they'll just put it away in the early fourth. Twenty fourteen, Pat. Twenty fourteen. I think that's what I wrote down. If not, I changed my mind too. Twenty fourteen. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna go find the article. <laughs> By Sunday, it could be like forty-two to eight. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll throw mine out, and then I'll let Andy throw his out. All right. 24-21. 24-21 who? Patriots. And All right. Pat's defense, has, Pat's defense has to make a stop on the last drive. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I'm going to actually go more on the uh, blowout end of this. I'm going to go 27-18. Well, that's a hell of a blowout. <laughs> Nine points. For this type of game, I bet you the spread's probably like two, three points. How the hell are you going to get 18 points? Hey, I pick any numbers now. They lose extra points and everything right and left. Any score is possible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The last I saw, the spread was like even or it was like one. No. It It was pretty low. Okay. Anything else? Yeah. Um. Before we go, I'd just like to give you guys a shout out. You guys are doing a really good job. What you do, great articles, podcast is banging. Keep up the good work, guys. All right. Thanks. Thank you. We appreciate it. You guys do the same. Right yeah. Thanks again for having us on. No problem. Anytime. Cool. <laughs> All right then. And uh, so on that note. Thank you, Boston Sports Extra fans, for listening to us uh, talk a little bit about football this Friday night. And uh, hopefully we'll see you at the game on Sunday if you're heading over there. And you can, in the meantime, you can find this podcast and all of our podcasts for all the Boston sports on any of your major podcasters and podcast uh, collection places. And uh, we're at bostonsportsextra.com. And we're at, on Twitter at Boss Sports Extra. And that's it. We're out. Go Pats. Go Pats. Oh.